Empire. Neil back to Hachimura. Um, first off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most assists from me and the most spoon-fed baskets ever. You know, the culture is actually damn good. To sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital, everything about the organization points to a culture issue. One guy took his in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up, guys? We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions! Thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vizana, and as always, my brother Noel. Hey, Noel, how's everything going on your end? Everything's going okay. Um, You know, it's been a rough week. I, I know, especially for you and I, I just want you to know that you did a phenomenal job on the uh, on the tribute and you really it was really heartfelt and I know how much he meant to you Matt and um rest in peace Chris he was a he was a great person and even more so because he was great to you and that's why I liked him so much hey thanks Noel I appreciate that we're just gonna try to put that to the side right now and actually have a good show yeah. try to enjoy ourselves a little bit and uh, it's good to get kind of get away and not think about it. So thanks for bringing it up. Appreciate that. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, just really appreciate that. All right, but real quick, we have an Instagram page, Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcasts, and also on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod. We also have a Facebook group, so search groups and type in our name, Beltway Sports Bros. You can also find us and all of Empire's podcasts at empiremedia.com. One last thing, please subscribe or follow, depending on what podcast app you use. It's 100% free. All subscribing does is download the newest episode automatically, so you don't have to search for it. All right, so to start things off, hot off the presses here, our good buddy, Bram Weinstein, has taken over the play-by-play duties for the Washington football team. Yeah. Pretty awesome stuff there. Congrats. Yeah, it's awesome. And uh, Bram will be joining D'Angelo Hall and Julie Donaldson in the booth. Much to my dismay, Chris Cooley and Doc Walker will not be returning, but I think Bram taking over kind of evens that out it a little bit. balanced it out a little bit. I know you're a little heartbroken about the Cooley situation. Maybe you'll find another format that they put him in, hopefully, because he, he really knows his stuff. But it's huge news for Bram. He, he's a great guy. He deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. And I know it was his dream job, and he's he's been great to us and really appreciate everything he's done. And, you know, we look forward to hearing him on Sundays, even though you don't listen to the radio. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll try to fuse them together, that and Sunday ticket like you do. And now. It's, I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's it's the best way to go. <laughs> Got to keep the man happy, you know? The, the only problem is you can't go back and forth on commercials, which sucks. Right. You know, so you kind of have to keep the stream going. <laughs> It's kind of a pain. And then after a while, I'm like, uh, whatever. Just it, it was good while it lasted. All right. So um, moving on, another massive story out of Ashburn here. I mean, my God, does it ever end is the real question. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> but according to numerous media outlets, kind of had to piece this thing together from New York Times, from John Kime, from the Washington Post. It's hopefully I, I did enough to not completely bore everybody here, but I'm going to give it a shot. So Washington football team owner Dan Snyder is saying that one of his ownership partners, Dwight Shar, has basically tried to engineer his downfall. So on Friday, Snyder had filed a defamation case against 
media entertainment arts worldwide. It's a company based in India over what it said would be included about him on the upcoming Washington Post story. This would be including sex trafficking, pimping out cheerleaders, paying off refs, etc. We've covered that and basically said how ridiculous it was when it happened, of course. But Snyder is seeking $10 million in damages from the company. The story kind of goes on from there, gets a little more interesting. So Snyder's lawyer was quoted as saying, quote, we know someone's behind these slanderous and quite frankly despicable articles that were published. We need to understand who's behind this with certainty. We want our proof, end quote. So Mary Ellen Blair, who was an executive assistant with the team, is in the middle of all this. So Blair lives in a luxury apartment owned by Comstock, which is a company for which Shar's daughter, Tracy, works. Shar, again, being a person in the ownership group. Tracy Shar also serves on Comstock's board of directors. Quote, again from Snyder's lawyer, we want to be able to dispose Mary Ellen Blair and get documents before we go mentioning anyone by name, but it's just a matter of time before this house of cards comes down. End quote. So basically, Snyder is saying that Shar paid off this Indian media company and Blair told the company to put out these slanderous rumors to get Snyder out of town. Right. Holy crap. You know, it's a lot to a lot to talk about here. <laughs> I wanted to hear <laughs> this team. I don't even know what to say, but go ahead. What do you think about all this? Oh, whole? man. To me, I, I don't know. You got to go into it thinking that it, the timing was all there. The minority owners wanting out or wanting Snyder out, one of the two, yeah. uh, whether it be Bob Rathman, Fred Smith, who's the FedEx CEO, in cahoots with Dwight Shar. I don't think this is as crazy a story as people are making out. I think this I was a hit. I think this was a hit job gone wrong. If you're going to take the shot, you better make the kill. And they <laughs> didn't do that. And now they're going for the low hanging fruit with Mary Ellen Blair and hoping she squeals. You got to find that rat. And then it goes up from there. And that's exactly what the hell's going on here. I don't blame them a damn bit. Let's recall what these things were. You kind of went over them a little bit. We're talking about, when we talked about this earlier, how freaking ridiculous this was. They were basically, him and Gruden had a freaking, remember, a bordello. Okay? (laughs) We're talking about they were doing sex trafficking. He was a druggie. He was an alcoholic. He was withholding passports. Yes, some of the sexual harassment thing. And, And I will even say that probably caught legs because of all this. That one's legit, but they really went hard on this thing. And it's going to come blow up in their face, I can tell you that much. This little girl, uh, Mary Ellen Blair, she's going to squeal. She will. And something's on email, and something's somewhere saying, hey, A, B, and C, and they're going to start connecting these dots, and I don't blame him one damn bit. Hey, I don't cry for Daniel Snyder, but hey, man, I was with him through and through on this one. This was complete and utter bullshit. And I hope these people fry for it. I really do. They deserve it. We've just never seen anything like this before. I mean, we never see anything like anything that comes out of Ashburn. You know, it's unbelievable, the stuff. But it does make sense to me as well. It really does. You look at it from beginning to end, how it was just basically a perfect storm. Right. With Fred Smith, like you mentioned, saying that they were pulling out as a sponsor with FedEx and pushing this name thing, this name agenda. And everything that's happened in such a quick period of time, Yeah, it does make sense. I mean, Snyder's been known to sue just to sue people. Oh, absolutely. Right? 
Absolutely. And, but at the same time, if you, if you look at the events that have occurred, it does kind of make sense. And if they have, he said, emails or some kind of paper trail against this Mary Ellen Blair, and on top of that, apparently she was upset because she didn't get a promotion or, right. or, or something along those lines, this isn't out of the realm of possibility. No, it's absolutely not. I mean, this woman lives in a luxury apartment with this guy's daughter. In her building. I'm sorry. Maybe it's the Italian in me. I don't know. This is a good old-fashioned hit job, and they didn't finish the job. They went for it. They swung for the fences, and they fucked up. And now they're going to have to pay the piper for it. And I don't know what the consequences are besides this $10 is towards Blair right now, and they haven't officially pointed the fingers at anybody else. They just want to squeeze this woman and see what she knows and see if she sings. And I have the feeling that at some point in time, she's going to have no no choice but to do so. Now, what the ramifications of that are, as far as these minority owners, I mean, these guys still own the same damn team. That's crazy. So I don't know what the ramifications are going to be if this shit comes out this way. But damn, man, I mean, they really, they really shit on this guy. And I'm not saying sometimes, you know, hey, you get what you pay for. He's been a shitty guy at points, but... Nobody deserves to be called a freaking pimp no. and saying they're doing sex trafficking and put in the same breath as Epstein. You know, it's easy for people to throw that shit out now because it's the trend and the yell that everybody gives anytime anything happens because it's the easy way. But this is bullshit, man. Nobody should do this to anybody. I don't care how bad a person they are. They don't deserve that. <sighs> Look, Snyder's done a lot of things outside of being a horrible owner, which is well documented. I mean, I'm I'm not going to defend him for his ownership ability, but he has created a lot of foundations and the breast cancer awareness and absolutely a lot of things outside of just being a terrible owner that have been positive, you know, and and put a lot of money towards that. I don't know if he's a bad guy or a good guy or or whatever. I just know he's a terrible owner. Yeah, to destroy somebody's background and to completely defame them in a way to say that they are sex trafficking and throwing out the worst possible things that you could ever do to another person, that's tough to come back from. It really is. And I mean, how many internet impressions did they have? You know, hundreds of millions or whatever it was. Now there's people out there that think the guy's a sex trafficker. If you just stop paying attention to this story, now all of a sudden Dan Snyder's a sex trafficker or a pimp or whatever it is. And it's, it's a shame. Everybody wants all these heartfelt apologies from Snyder. That's all we talk about. Where are the apologies? He doesn't seem forthcoming with his apologies and this and that. Where the fuck's the apology with this shit? Story's coming. Remember all that crap? Story's coming. Hold on to your hats, everyone. This shit's going to hit the fan soon. And the story comes out. And yes, it's big. It's Dallas Mavericks big. This isn't women in a cage in the basement of fucking Redskins Park. Right, right. And that's the thing. I mean, I think we all knew when all those things were were coming out that we were going to be let down of the actual story. It's still very serious. Absolutely. We laughed about it, Matt. Oh, my God. It was so laughable. It was so outrageous. It was so outrageous that I was like, what else could you add to that? But the problem is people that don't follow the team on a day to day. Of course. I was talking to uh, my wife, Kristen, about it. She doesn't know much about this stuff, sure. right? And she was telling me, oh my God, did you hear that Dan Snyder's a sex trafficker and da 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 da? And she somewhat follows the team, right? Yeah. And then I updated her on the Washington Post story. She was like, oh, that's it? I mean, not right. that that's it, but right. you, know, you know what I mean? And to my point, that diminished the story of the Washington Post. Absolutely. It really did. Because a lot of people had that reaction. I mean, that's what it was. You're like, oh, this is what this is. And it shouldn't have been. It was big news. And it still is. It really lost a little bit of luster because of this bullshit that came out. And I say he goes for it hard. 
The only negative to this is the timing of it. Yeah. Because there's so much shit going on with the Redskins right now. Do we need one more thing? But you know what? Right is right. Yeah. And I don't care, like I've said, I don't care if this guy is the biggest asshole in the world. He needs to go for these people because believe me, these people are just as much scumbags as he is. Oh, these please. dirt balls. Okay? <laughs> so I don't really have an issue. This is white collar mafia is what this is. Yeah. It is. They tried to take out the padrone and they failed. And now he's coming back for some. And that's exactly what's going on here. All right. Well, I'm going to agree with you finally. With Thank something, you. With something Olé. with Dan Snyder. <laughs> Woohoo! Big D. <laughs> <laughs> Sad to say, but Noel and I are getting old. And we've been looking for ways to sharpen our hand-eye coordination reaction speed. But I also like to throw something around outside with our kids once in a while. Then we found this product, Hico Sticks. Hico Sticks has three prongs three colors, throw it, call the color, and catch the color. Simple, right? It's way harder than it looks, and there are so many ways to increase the difficulty that challenges even the best athletes. For example, Odell Beckham, Alvin Kamara, Joe Burrow, just to name a few. They use it to take their training to the next level. So Hiko Sticks is the winner of the Men's Health Award. Even though it's already being used across all major pro sports and college programs, doesn't mean it's just for the elite. It also has the national standard for K-12 physical education curriculum. With so many shutdowns and gyms closing, Hico Sticks is the perfect tool to add to your home workout. Or you can just make it a fun competition with your family, you know, while you're sitting at home. You can go to HicoSticks.com for more details. When you order, don't forget to use our promo code, BeltwayBros, and get 10% off your entire order. Catch Hico Sticks today. So moving on, obviously we didn't have a full show on on Monday, and some big stuff happened since then. And yeah, man. we didn't cover the Darius Geis situation, which some more information has been released thanks to TMZ, which seems to always get the scoops here. But so they released some more information on former Washington running back Darius Geis, which was heartbreaking. I mean, you want to talk about heartbreaking? Man, Ryan is beside himself, and unfortunately. It's been really tough because you want to explain the circumstances. The kid's yeah. only 11 years old. Yeah, that's okay? a tough one. He has his jersey. I mean, hell, it's his, the picture on my wife's Twitter account of the back of his jersey. You bought him a damn autographed helmet with Geis for his birthday or for Christmas. I don't remember which one. I know. He cried when they didn't take him. He was weeping in front of the TV during the draft. And when they took him, he was crying tears of joy. That's how much this kid loved him. And it's tough for me to explain exactly the circumstances to an 11-year-old. And I don't know if I really want to at this point, yeah. but it's just tough. Go ahead, Matt. I'm sorry. No, no. You're, you're, I remember that when they drafted him. I was watching the uh, Wizards-Raptors series. Yeah. And with the draft going on at the same time, I was so excited when they got guys. Yeah. But this second round thing, man, it's. It does, <laughs> I mean, these guys that they're like, oh, they should be in the first round. And, you know, because of character issues, shit, maybe it's time to rethink that. You know, right. but anyway, <laughs> <God>. seriously, <laughs> damn. But anyway, so we, we know he was cut on Friday. There were three separate incidents of domestic abuse reported. So Geis's girlfriend told police that in March, he choked her until she was unconscious. When she regained consciousness, Geis was, quote, crying and tapping her. His girlfriend also noted that Geis pushed her to the ground on his bedroom bathroom floor, causing an injury to her left thumbnail. Her thumbnail eventually fell off due to a popped blood vessel. Rivera was asked about the difference between Geis and Reuben Foster, which I kind of found interesting. 
obviously we know Foster's background. He was picked up on waivers and a lot of people were not very happy with that. And then recently he was brought up to the active roster from the pup list. I think he was actually, he took Geis's spot, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ironically there, man. (laughs) I mean, one in, one out. (laughs) God. But, um, and you know, he was charged with a similar offense back in 2018. So Rivera was quoted on Monday based off the differences of why keep a guy like Ruben Foster around versus Darius Geis. Quote, I think the biggest thing is Ruben was claimed here as he went through the process, certain things came out and he was and he had his moment to be able to settle himself in and show that he was exonerated for the most part. Ruben and I have talked about some things, some specific stuff. I'm not going to get into details, but the one thing that Ruben has shown since I've been here is that he's doing things the right way. He's doing things the way that we need him to do. He's been excellent. He really has. End quote. So my thought on this is just to start and I'll, I'll let you do your thing here in a little bit. But, you know, right when I saw that he had a domestic abuse charge against him, I knew immediately Geis was gone. There was no way around it. And I text you, Geis is cut. You were like, what the fuck? Yeah, I thought you were bullshitting me. I no. Was like, really? No, I thought you were just trying to get a reaction out of me. No, 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 I was. I wish I was. but It's uh, not hard to get a reaction out of me, but <laughs> that definitely would. Yeah, and... Regardless if he gets charged or not, I I think it was a good sign that they did get rid of him so quickly. Um, it's showing a sign of a you know the culture change that Rivera is pushing so much, and it's just something that's not tolerated anymore in the NFL right. uh, since Ray Rice and and all that. And I just think that it's a really good sign to show that Rivera cut him so quickly. And and I'm glad that when I saw that, I knew that he was going to get cut and and that it was true because if he didn't. I would have been really concerned about how things were going in that supposed culture change. And for Rivera to explain about Reuben Foster, that's a good thing too. I mean, I, I think if, if uh, he was here when Reuben Foster happened, there was no chance in hell he would have gotten him. But now that he's been in-house and had conversations with him, showing that he has maybe had a change of heart, had a new lease on life, whatever the case may be, that's a good thing too. So, and and I was honestly concerned that Rivera was was going to get rid of Foster right when he got here, and I Me was kind of I was kind of surprised that he didn't get rid of him immediately. He's at least showing flexibility that Rivera, I mean, that he can give guys a second chance, but also do the right thing when they fuck up as well. Well, I think that this was an easy one. Unfortunately, yeah. like I said, I liked Geis. I was a fan of him, but you, you can't do this. You nope. just can't. And I think that if it were the first incident. They would have at least waited till the ink dried. Shit, they were still filling out the police report, and he probably got a call on his cell that was sitting in a bag somewhere, you know, <laughs> when he was checking into prison that, sorry, buddy, don't come back. Yeah. So I think after this bombardment of incidents, February, March, April, like, what the hell is going on here, man? And, yeah. you know, she finally reported everything. They were incidents, but they weren't charges. So after this bombardment of these incidents that happened where she filed them all or reported them all, they're like, look, one time, okay, we'll see where this plays out. Maybe. But three? Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, we don't have time for this shit. Well, and and we talked about that when these guys with the quarantine life. Right. All the things that they could get into. And I was surprised more things like this didn't happen, Agreed. quite frankly. Uh, but I'd be surprised if more things don't come out, not necessarily with Washington players, but anywhere. You know, no, I absolutely. mean, like the, the Quentin Dunbar situation or. Uh, well, shit, this took six months to come out. 
I mean, right. and I, I'm surprised by that. That That's a question that I have. Even the police had some type of incident report yeah. of these other situations that happened. I mean, the last incident happened in April. She reported them now, but they happened. Where were these? TMZ and places like that dig around for any piece of shit they can find. Yeah. If this wasn't known, that's baffling to me. But hey, that doesn't diminish the case. He should be gone for it. And he needs to figure his shit out and not with Washington. But one thing that I do have an issue with is the Latimer situation. And and yes, he was asked these type of questions where each incident or each situation is different. But let's put the Latimer situation into perspective for just a second. This dude has three felony charges against him. Five total charges. We ain't talking about one little thing here. This guy was waving around a gun. He shot the damn thing. And allegedly, it was for his son. He ran into a guy at a party or some shit and saw a guy that allegedly had done something with his son. That's still up in the air if that even is real or not. But that's the story they're sticking with. All right? But at the end of the day, this guy obviously has some issues that he's willing to go back to his car or whatever it is, go into a populated area with a gun, and shoot it off. Okay? You don't take shit into your own hands. Yeah, maybe beat the shit out of the guy. But this guy comes guns blazing. He has three felony charges. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So this guy goes to the point that this guy goes on the commissioner exempt list. Why the fuck is this guy still on the Redskins? You don't want to know why? Because he was hired by Rivera. That's why. He was brought in by his people. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that domestic abuse is such a taboo thing that even the mention of it gets you gone. Even if you have felony gun charges, it's not as bad as as beating a woman. No, absolutely not. I, I completely agree with you there. And I think that's the difference. Yeah. Uh, they, they've made such a priority to put these guys out of commission that have touched that have done anything to a woman you know again starting with ray rice and moving forward it down right yeah i don't think it has a lot to do with that rivera sign latimer i just think it's the offense what's the threshold then oh i don't know the guy's not probably not going to make the team anyway right what's the payoff here to some it may be hypocritical is my point oh no i I agree to some to us i think that guys on three offenses regardless if they're real or not real ain't got time for that shit I completely agree with you. And let's also not forget, I don't think there's any coincidence that he hurt his knee on Thursday. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, got, it got released on Friday. Right. You want to talk about over this shit. God, I mean, I don't know if the, the extent of his injury, but how many times can we do this? No, I, this Redskins hex apparently isn't gone. Oh, these no, these Native Americans ain't done with us yet. <laughs> I can tell you that much. That graveyard somewhere is spooking the shit out of people. Yeah, that graveyard is still lingering, man. And uh, that's just me thinking in terms of the reality of the situation. If Darius Geis was an all pro running back that was never injured and had these charges against him, I don't know. Would you get rid of him immediately? You don't know. He's played, what, two, three games total with the Redskins. And also, don't forget, Rivera said, to give you some validity to your point, he said that he was undraftable right. when he was with the Panthers. He wasn't yeah. even on his list. Uh, he was on a shit list to begin with. And totally. I remember when he was front and center in that first press conference, he was first to shake hands. Yeah. And I don't know what the relationship has been since that moment with Zoom and everything else. I don't know. But I, I guarantee he was on a one-strike policy, man. One strike or whatever it was, because I just find it 
the trigger was so fast and I'm okay with it. I'm totally okay with it. And it was the right thing to do. I'm just questioning the Latimer hold on that Mm. some people in that locker room could question. What do you consider right? And what do you consider wrong? And I'll tell you one thing, getting a little off topic, the Ruben Foster thing, I'm really fucking excited about, man. I always love this guy, regardless of the past and everything else. If Rivera's past that, I'm past that. So for me, this linebacking core, if he is just like Wall or something, if this guy's 80%, I'm freaking excited, dude. I saw an uh, an interview with, I think it was the linebackers coach. I forgot his name, but he was saying that basically he tests all of his linebackers and he can see him mouth the answers even when he's not getting called on. <laughs> he knows this yeah. thing back to front and he's taking this very, very seriously. Absolutely. I just hope he keeps a straight and narrow and doesn't you know screw it up, but he seems to have really turned a corner. I hope that he, number one, stays healthy. Number two, keeps his nose clean and just kicks ass when he's in there. Absolutely. I mean, the guy's only 24 freaking years old, man. I know. I think people forget that. It feels like he's been in the league for decades now, the way shit's been going with him. But if this guy can turn it on, I mean, you look at this linebacking court, Thomas Davis. He was good with the Chargers, Noel. All right. He was. Something else off topic. I'm sorry. We can go back to that in a second. I forgot that the Redskins or Washington football team isn't the only team with the numbers on their helmet. The Chargers, yeah, the Chargers. also have. It kind of pisses me off. Oh, they're different, yeah, though. They're yeah, different. but they, they have the low. You know, it just kind of upsets me a little bit that they're, they're not the only one. Anyway, go ahead. You done? Sorry. I'm done. <laughs> right. <Stop. laughs> So, I mean, you look at this linebacking core. Thomas Davis, this is how I feel it's going to play out, okay? Yeah. Thomas Davis is going to start the season just based on the fact that he's knowledgeable of the defense. And Ruben is not fully there. You've got guys like Cole Holcomb. John Bostic, I think, is going to battle for that middle linebacker spot. But I think it's going to end up being probably a Reuben Foster, John Bostic, Cole Holcomb kind of lineup, or even throw in uh, Deion Hamilton. And then Thomas Davis is kind of like the mentor. And he can play all different linebacker spots as a backup because he knows this defense backwards and forwards, basically. But man, I'm really freaking excited about these linebackers. And hopefully one of these teams drop a cornerback because they know that they're not going to have salary cap space for next year. I keep holding on to that. It's a driving force for you. Corner and receiver. You're hoping that like freaking Jerry Rice gets released from someone and they pick him up at this point. Well, he'd probably be better than some. I'm telling you right now, though, some team is going to have to do that with one of their stars because they're not going to have enough money to carry over. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, I promise you, especially if they feel like that they can have a guy who's on a a rookie contract or way cheaper and can kind of get somewhat of the same production. The math is there. Somebody's going to have to do it. Right. And if it's 175, 175 million next year or 180 or whatever it is, and you got uh, a team that's projected to be like 220 way over the cap, they're going to have to do it. Yeah. And I think that that'll be a team like the Redskins with $60 million under the cap. They better jump on that. No, or else I, I'll I, be I totally furious. agree with you. You don't have to worry about that at linebacker. Obviously, we want to have a corner, a receiver, and a left tackle would be phenomenal, but nobody's getting rid of those. Tight end. Um, and tight end, yes. But the two positions we've been talking about today have been basically running back and linebacker, right? So now what are you looking at at running back? Oh. Old Peterson, boy. <laughs> Always signs <laughs> away, son. The old workhorse. Ever steady. But now, love has a chance. Love 
Yeah, I guess. Give love I, a chance. And you know, and you know, <laughs> hey, Rivera, he brought in Peyton Barber. Yeah. Guarantee he'll he'll get a chance. I just find it questionable on some of these spots where he's bringing in his guys and he's blind to his guys. And that's where going back to that Latimer situation. I think he's going to see where it plays out. And if it weren't his guy, I don't know if he would have let it drag on as long as it has. This thing's been going on since May, Matt. Maybe they know more than we do in this thing maybe. about his son has some legs. Yeah, you know? maybe. And, and that's why they're not doing anything. But I'm glad that we were deep at running back. Unfortunately, the guy's situation arose. I hope he finds his way in some way and, and can get his head out of his ass and gets on the straight and narrow kind of like Ruben did and uh, gets an opportunity to try to to fix things because he's a, a phenomenal talent. He seemed like in the public that he was a very likable guy and everybody loved guy. him. Those are usually the worst. Those are usually the worst. Yeah, we've <laughs> met a few of those. Yeah. Truthfully, from my opinion, I never really depended on Geis every right. single time that he's showing that he's killing it in the offseason, he gets hurt. So he was a part of the equation, but it's almost like a Jordan Reed situation. I was just like, if it works out, great. If not, whatever. You know? Yeah, so. yeah. at least they're deep at the spot, and uh, it wasn't one of those where they're so shallow that they can't afford to uh, lose a guy. Like, if they lose Thaddeus Moss or Sprinkle, they're fucked at tight end. Well, got news for you. They're fucked already. <laughs> right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, I want to let you guys know that we're going to be off on Friday because of Chris's memorial service. We're not going to be having a show that day, but we will be back Monday. As always, we're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, please share it on social media. Again, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook group. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of your week, and we will see you Monday.